Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Well, that should tell you what this show is about. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. Today, it's a really special show, and I want to thank my co-host, Spencer Drake, who's on the um, studio with us as well, as Monty Melnack. And um, we are doing a show on the Grammy Museum, Keho Let's Go, Ramones, and the Birth of Punk, and we're expecting Scott Goldman to be calling in. And um, he hasn't called in yet, so Scott, if you're listening, please call in. And I wanted to let everyone know the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and available as a download if you'd like to listen to it later. If you'd like to call in also, the number is 347-677-1036. And with that, I am going to bring on Spencer and Monty, and I think we have Scott called in. Hold on. Let me bring everyone in. Hold on a second here. I got Spencer. I got hold on a minute. Monty. And then I've got hello. Scott. Scott are you hey, there? Hey Scott. Hey, hey Scott. There. Hey hello. Let's hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. So happy to have you here. We're really excited because Well we're um, we're happy. I'm happy to be with you. Uh, we're happy you're here, and I opened up with um, a really a good song, I think, that led off, which would let everyone know what it is, which is the R-A-M-O-N-E-S song, and uh, I wanted written to Written by say, Lemmy, by the um, way. It was written by who, Monty? Lemmy, Lemmy. Oh, fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, you know, this is what's really cool, Scott. Um, Monty's with us, and Monty, um, I believe you met Monty. Um, Monty has a lot of his items in the exhibit. In the exhibit, oh, yes. Yeah, he's only available for half an hour, so what I thought we could do is we could talk a little bit about the exhibit and have people ask questions and then talk a little bit more about what you've seen and a little bit more about what you're, you know, how this is um, at the Grammy Museum in L.A. and the Mm -hmm. date. Um, we can give the dates out, and it's going to be there for only a couple more weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, it's clo- closing soon, so, uh, you know, come see us while you can. 
Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, what I wanted to say really quick was this is a follow-up um, to our actual show that we did back when um, we had the Queens Museum, so you guys partnered up. It's in collaboration right. with Ramones Productions. And this yep. is commemorating the 40th anniversary of the release of the Ramones in 1976 uh, self-titled debut album. And um, right. on display through February is the exhibit, and uh, your theme is Place and Events, Song and Artists. And uh, I'm super excited about this. So why don't we um, first get um, some questions maybe that we have for Monty and uh, Spencer and myself and, and for Scott. Why don't we just kind of collaborate a little bit before Monty has to make his exit stage right. Um, <laughs> and there's a chat room open, guys, so go into it. So, Monty, my dear, tell me really quickly – we know this is about the Grammy Museum. You went out there. Tell us a little bit about your experience and how you were asked to have your items in this exhibit and what's there. Well, a few years ago, uh, I told myself, Mark Miller, went over to the Queens Museum, mm-hmm. and then uh, Mark had the great idea of doing a show there uh, just because uh, the Ramones grew up in Forest Hill, so the Queens Museum would have been a great place to do it in. So they, they approached the, the museum. The museum said they wanted to do it. And uh, then the Grammy Museum got involved. So it was like a co-venture there. It started off in the Queens Museum and moved over to the Grammy Museum. And it's unfortunate that Arturo couldn't see the whole thing happen. He uh, unfortunately passed away a few years ago. But it's a great show. It was a terrific show. Was, the Queens Museum had over like 400 pieces in it. And I had about 170 of my pieces in the show, and then they moved it over to the Grammy Museum, which didn't have as, as much room, but it had a nice space, and they did a great job uh, setting it up over there. And we, That's you know, amazing. we took it, we, um, you know, we, we kind of looked at it from, you know, in two different ways. The Queens Museum was, was you know, kind of very much about, the, you know, the, the, the roots of the band in Queens and, and, and how the band began um, uh, and kind of tracked them, you know, through their career. We at the Grammy Museum, uh, you know, put the band in context in terms of their place in, in music history, their impact on others, um, their, um, you know, the, the, as many bands at CBGB around that time, they became the focus of other artists' attention, visual artists. So we tried to put all of that um, in, in context for those who come to see the exhibit. Right. That's amazing. Um, Monty, I know that this is near and dear to your heart. Um, why don't we talk a little bit and then get more into about the exhibit and stuff what your part in in the Ramones and how and you were there from the beginning. You were you were basically there when it all started. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? Is that is that cool with you guys? Yeah, well, I'll give a brief background. I mean, I grew up with Tommy Ramone. I went to junior high school with him in high school. I was in several bands with Tommy. I played bass, and then I worked with Tommy when he decided to work with the Ramones in the studio we had in in, in uh, New York called Performance Studios. And then they started getting jobs on the road, and I jumped into position of doing everything for them, uh, working uh, sound and roadieing. And the bigger they got, the more people they, they could, I could hire. So I worked my way up from uh, sound man, roadie, to road manager to tour manager, finally, and with, with, with them for the whole career, 22 years. Uh, 
the whole, the whole thing beginning to the end. In fact, I'm the only one alive today that was there from the beginning to the end. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Hey, Monty, how many, sh- how many shows, how many shows was it that you did with those guys? Over 2,200 at least. Wow. Isn't that Think crazy? about that. <laughs> yeah, That's I know. It's crazy. Like, think about that. It's mind-boggling. And, and wait a minute. I got, has... in a plug. I got to put in a plug for Monty. Because yeah, I want to hear this. Monty's got a book out called On the, Ramo- On the Road yep. with the Ramones, which everybody right. should buy. It's all pick- it's all history of the Ramones, and Monty's got a lot of great quotes in it. And so it's like a Bible for any Ramone lover or anybody music lover. Right, yep. Monty? Yeah, a lot of a lot of things that I, they, they let me put a lot of pictures in my book. So a lot of the objects that are in the show are actually in the books. You can you can see them in the book also. Photos and posters and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I wanted to uh, yeah. also I want to bring up to tell you everybody out there that uh, I'm honored to have two album covers in the show, Road to Ruin, End of the Century, which are classics. But I wanted to tell Scott he did. I saw a picture. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to be out there, but I saw a picture of the wall of all those albums. It looks absolutely gorgeous, Scott. Yeah, our team, uh, our designers um, are are top notch, and they did a great job. You know, I've, it's funny. I've sent photos of the exhibit to other, um, uh, you know, other people who are who who will be bringing exhibits to the museum later this year and to a person I get, you know, the the, the same reaction. It's like, oh my God, that Ramones exhibit looks so cool. It does. So it does. I, I I think we did I think we did pretty well. Yeah, it's a great presentation. I mean the pictures that you guys Holly did and I great. Got, yeah, really yeah. great, right? I want I wanted all Unbelievable. Thank, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to thank some people with this uh Maddie O'Donnell, Crystal Larson Bob Santelli yep. and my friend Lisa Zahn in New York. I, by the way, yeah. Scott, I'm a NARIS member and I was a judge for four years on the craft committee. And oh, fantastic! People, and these people helped out with getting stuff together yeah. to us. You know. Yeah, okay, I know Lisa very well, so she she does a great job. Linshed and Walkman. Yeah, yeah. I have to well, I have to so, tell you guys when when we had. Yeah. Um, when we opened the exhibit in Los Angeles, we had a, a, a kind of a reception and a and a panel discussion on, in, on stage in our theater uh, in the museum. And and Monty, oh, yeah. I, uh, Monty that. was there. Yeah. Monty participated, but it was, With Billy uh, it Idol. was quite a yeah. Billy Idol was there. Shepard Fairey, Mickey Lee, uh-huh. Linda, Ed Stasem, and and Seymour. You know all. All in one panel. I got to tell you, it was one of the most entertaining panels. Wow, that had to be good. Yeah, because you know, because every time, you know, every time somebody would say something, you know, Billy Idol would say, "Yeah, rock on." You know, so it was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. And Billy Idol and Steve Jones did a little uh, musical set afterwards too. Yeah, that was that's right. Really cool. Uh, that's right. That that that's right. Yep. You know. Yep. That's amazing. That's like you have to be there moment. So, you know, that brings me into, um, since we have 15 more minutes, Monty, with you, before we go on and carry on with the rest of this, I want to use this time as much as possible. I want to ask you, um, how was it for you when you first, like, saw, I mean, did the Ramones really know that they were going to be as big as they were and they are now? Because, Obviously, as we can see, the culture is continuing on through the years with this exhibit and with people wearing Ramones T-shirts that 
had probably never even seen them. Did, did they know? Well, I mean, how, what was well, not, it like? I mean, unfortunately, the three, the four originals are passed on, and that Tommy got to see a little bit of the, the fame that they really got at the end. Uh, well, they retired in 1996, and uh, you know, then Joey passed away. They got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then all of a sudden, after that, they started to get. The, uh, on the radio play and then to TV commercials and into soundtracks of movies. So right now, I mean, the Ramones is huge now. Right. I mean, I, it's unfortunate that the the originals didn't see this. I don't. They really didn't. They they always knew they were going to be big, but I mean, to see it this big is amazing. I mean, they're yeah, so I mean, big. When, when I worked at Sire and worked on the Ramones, I mean, uh, I know Seymour went through a lot of battles with Warner Brothers. I mean, Warner Brothers did not like them. Uh, you, Monty, you knew this. I mean, Seymour had a lot of fights with them. At that point, they really didn't realize where they were. I don't think so. I didn't realize where they were going to be. And I worked on some iconic groups. But, you know, it happens later. It just, you know, yeah. these things and sort yeah, of unfortunately, fill in. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, when they were alive, they really didn't, I mean, they really didn't sell that many albums. I mean, yeah. they don't sell as many now as they should, but they, they're selling more now than when they were alive. Yeah. Uh, that, but, that's, but they were basically a touring band. That's why they were, uh, you know, stayed together to tour and, and played well, 2,253 shows over the 22 years. That's what they were. That's what they made their money on touring. But they really didn't see the, the fame they are now. My line now is, if the Ramones were this big when I was working for them, I would have gotten a big raise. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I want to say really quick is. The Ramones really, as in this exhibit, The Birth of Punk, um, basically changed the whole music industry in regards to punk. Don't you agree with me on that, Spencer? Because Spencer writes oh, yeah, the punk magazine right as well. On. Right on. Right I mean, on. It, changed, it changed the whole industry. And, um, I mean, everyone, and even you too, wrote a song about Joey. I mean, you know, come on now. You know, this is like an about the Ramones. It's just like crazy. And it seems like... It seems like um you know every every major band that 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 followed members of the bands claim to have been at Ramones shows when they went to London in you know in in, in, not, not, in, not, in only, the yeah. not only London but here's my my theory I mean the, the Ramones are kind of like the Johnny Appleseed of punk and rock at the time they would go out we play these small cities all over the place come back to big cities over and over again. And all these kids saw them and say, if they can do it, we can do it now. And so all these bands give them credit. Metallica, Soundgarden, Rancid, Bono, uh, Eddie Vedder, Pro Jam, all said we grew up with the Ramones. We loved the Ramones. So when we, the last 96, when we played uh, the Lollapalooza tour, headlining Metallica, then Soundgarden and Rancid, and uh, they were all headlining. The Ramones went on fourth on the bill. And, and when I was standing on the side of the stage, all these bands were standing watching the band. The Ramones, they were all fans. <laughs> yeah, see? And that's how the Ramones really influenced to be to be go out there and start their own bands. Yeah, Scott, I want to ask you a question. This is really a big question. When I heard that the Grammy Museum was supporting this show from the beginning, I was really uh, impressed. Uh, wh- what made you want to... How did you get into this? That's my first, you know what I mean? How did you get into this initially? Scott? Hello? Uh, oh, are you, are you talking to me? I'm sorry, I thought you were talking to Monty. My bad. Oh, no, no, Scott. Grammy, how did we get involved? Well, yeah. um, Mark Miller, 
at the um, at the Queens Museum, who's the guest curator um, at the Queens Museum. He has um, a relationship with our founding director, uh, Bob Santelli. So um, the two of them, uh, and, and Mark was telling Bob about um, plans for the Ramones exhibit, and Bob got very excited about that idea and said, we need to do something at the Grammy Museum. And rather than try and develop two separate exhibits, it made much more sense to collaborate um, and, and uh, you know, work together to present something really, um, you know, uh, at a very high level. And that's, um, that's how that all got started. Cool. Yeah, the, original, the original exhibit. By the way, Mark Miller did a great job. He's a terrific curator. Very good. Yeah. Amazing job. Uh, the original, it was just supposed to be the Queens Museum, and the original name of the show is called The Ramones Come Home to Queens in the Queens oh, Museum. Really? But the, the Grammy Museum got involved, and they changed it to the Birth of Punk because you can't, we're not coming home to L.A., you know. So, But the original was just supposed to be in Queens because, you know, Forest Hills, Queens, Ramones, and all that. Right, 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 right. Sure. Oh, and you know what we should talk about is John Holstrom's map that he created for the Queen's um, oh, yeah. opening Holstrom. for the museum there, which was really amazing. John, we want to give you a big, big up on that one because that was really amazing. And uh, um, I've seen the press kit and I've seen the the cards you guys had for the uh, Grammy Museum, which I got mm-hmm. from up in Northern California, which I put in some really key places, and I'm sure that. I heard from a couple people here in um, Sonoma that they had gone down um, and been oh, able to see the exhibit. So it was amazing. I was really thankful for the marketing team for sending those to me. And oh, um, you John also did a great job with that map. It was amazing. He also did the cover for my amazing. book. You know that? He did yes. the cover for my book. Yeah. Right, right. Yes. And, yeah, I, lo- know, I, I love I that map. And, and also, you know, one of the things to, uh, to remember is the exhibit will be up now. Mm-hmm. You know, next week is, is Grammy week. The Grammys right. are on February mm-hmm. 12th. So the weekend of the show, oh, wow. um, that weekend is literally the busiest weekend of the year oh, at the Grammy God, Museum right. in terms of attendance. Yeah. So more people will see this exhibit, um, you know, arguably in, in the next week than have seen it, you know, in the last month or two. So it's yeah, um, yeah the timing is really good. A funny story. I was talking to Nawaka the other the other day, and she told yeah. me that Dave, Dave Grohl came in and was staring at my yes. pictures. And he said, "Yeah, oh, wow, they, look at that bus! Look at this guy standing in front of a bus! This is great." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, great. Dave, Dave happened. Have... He loved the exhibit. Wow. That's great. Listen, I have an inside um, information question for you, Monty, and maybe you can yeah. answer this. Um, the Clash thought they would get beat up if they crashed the Ramones show in London. Can you tell us about that? Well, I mean, I know this for a fact. Well, initially, everybody thought the Ramones at the leather jackets were a gang and they're going to beat everybody up, but that mm-hmm. didn't last too long. No, I mean, you know, they all, they all came to the show and they wanted to be, you know, Friendly. We we let them in, and uh, they would be very friendly. I thought Joe Strummer was a became a good friend of Johnny's at uh, later on in the years. You know, Because right, right. that just came to me, and I just remembered that, and I had to say that because you know, um, done some work with them, and I wanted to say I heard that when they went there, that they were afraid they were going to get beat up. <laughs> that was they, so yeah, funny. That's the initial uh, response, but I mean, that's. Uh, 
because of the leather jackets and the way they looked and Johnny scowling at everybody. Yeah. But, you know, that, that passed quickly. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to bring in something, too. I, I designed It's Alive, the album. It's not in the show because there's studio albums in the show, but It's Alive was recorded live in London. It's a really great album. Someone mentioned, I don't forget, it was Scott or you, Monty, how important London was for the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, well, certainly, cool. certainly the, you know, going to Europe was um, was a big step for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in England, it's a small, it's a small country, not like the states where there's so many different states and it's vast territory. England had a, a great music scene with the with the pa- music papers and the music magazines, which is much better than, than the United States had at the time. So the Ramones became very big there, fast, faster than the, in the United States. That's why they like going over to England. Yeah, I well, What was I the change? I, I want to ask you something more of a history thing, Monty, which you'll know about. What was the change yeah. from Tommy to Marky as the drummer? Tell us about that. Well, not, you know, Tommy didn't really want to be, he didn't want to be, he was a, he just wanted to produce them and manage them. He didn't want to be there in the group and initially, but when the, the, the initial group was three pieces, Joey on drums singing, Dee Dee playing bass and singing, and Johnny on guitar. But uh, Dee Dee was having a hard time singing, and Tommy was there to, just to produce them and manage them, and he said, he heard Joey had a good voice, he pulled Joey off the drums, and then they just auditioned the people at that time, nobody could understand what they were doing, but Tommy being a great museum, a musician, sat down at the drums, he was a guitar player basically, he wasn't a drummer, but he developed that whole style, and then eventually they couldn't find a drummer that fit in with them, and he joined the group. And then he, he, he didn't, you know, he lasted a few albums, but he didn't like touring, and he just wanted to produce, so he pulled out, and they found Marky, which was, was a great drummer, and he, you know, he, Marky fit in the spot perfectly. Right, and, and, he, he, the album. and also Dee Dee was a great writer, right, Monty? A great writer. Oh my God, yes, yeah, Dee Dee's terrific. Dee Dee's amazing. I was trying to, I was trying to get Vera on the show today. I don't know if she got my message, but Vera was Dee's wife, so yeah, and. You know, that's amazing. But you know what I want to do really quick before you have to go, Monty, is why don't we tell everyone where your book is available really quick and then also give out the Queen's, uh, not the um, not the Queen's, the um, Brandy Museum's website, which I'm sure it's really easy. They can go right there and you can see all the information on the show. So, Monty, where can they get your book real quick? Because well, I think it's really Amazon, important for all the Amazon, fans. Amazon.com, you get it. Just look it up on Amazon right now. Okay. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm having an auction coming up in uh, February 9th on our, our auctions. A lot of my posters and memorabilia is coming up. So if you're going to go to our, our auction.com, okay. I'm having a big auction. Wow. Hey, Monty, here's a, here's a question Great. for you. So so how did you, um, how did you start collecting this stuff? Was it always in your mind, or are you somewhat of a pack oh, yeah. that you that you oh, keep that's good Luckily, I was a pack rat, and I had a, a spare room in my house, and I just, you know, you I go to the show, grab a couple of posters. Yeah, you know, grab a couple of posters, stick it in my room, and I just, luckily, I saved the stuff, and, uh, you yeah. know, 40 years later, it's paying off right now. This is my fourth auction I'm coming up with. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I and have how, and how many pieces, how it, many pieces did be? you originally give Monty to the show? There's mm-hmm. a lot of pieces, right? Uh, about the, mm-hmm. the, the original show in Queens was about 400 people. I had about 170. Wow. And then the, when they went to the Grammy, they pared it down a little bit from there. But uh, yeah. a, a lot of my stuff's in the show. And the stuff that's, that's in the, the that, all that stuff that's in the museum show, when that comes off the road at the end of the month, I'm going to put that up for auction. So if anybody saw anything they liked in the museum show, 
Watch out for my next auction after this one. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that's my pension for working. That's my it's my pension for working for twenty years. Oh yeah, this is a biggie. Years, you know? this is a biggie. Luckily, yeah. I saved the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's amazing. Right. Gosh, I mean, there's things in that in that uh, exhibit that are you have to be there to see them. They're all one of a kind, obviously. Um, particular in that auction that really is near and dear to your heart that you really resonate with oh my god well, i mean no everything was near and dear that's why i kept it <laughs> no, it's no i know that but you know what we'll go over the show with scott and we'll find out the content of the show because that's going to be very interesting mm-hmm. holly of the content in the yeah, show yeah no 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 i yeah i saw i saw the notes on that i saw the different things and i was amazed but yeah. i just wanted to know so, from monty if there was something there really that really was uh, something that was a moment in time for him that was something. Listen, Monty's been in so much activity with the Ramones, it's hard to pull. It's like I know. Why don't we let Monty your favorite tell album us really Spencer, quick. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I know. No, 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 I know. Luckily, I had a lot of stuff I saved. You're very, very lucky to have been in that, that moment. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, like, that's really important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are so grateful to have you here today, and we're so grateful to have um, Spencer here and Scott. My God, Scott. Um, what, I mean, what is, your, what, is, what is your feeling when you see the people coming in? What kind of people are coming in to these exhibits? Yeah, good, good question. Um, all types, you know all ages? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all all manner, all manner of people. First of all, because you know, because the band I think has affected successive yeah. generations of mm-hmm. of music fans. Although you will see, um, you know, pretty much a preponderance of leather jackets and and you know, Converse, you know, Chucks. So um, <laughs> there's there 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 there's a lot of that going on. But but really, it's it's amazing how um, many generations of people are interested in the band. You know, Scott, this is something for that Holly and I find out. We have our dear friend Mick Rock out there every so often, and he notices a lot of Hollywood notables there, and that must come to the show, right? Hollywood notables? Oh, yeah, all kinds of people. I mean, you know, like we said, Dave Grohl, you know, Dave Grohl, oh, yeah. you know, about a week or two ago and, and went through the exhibit. Um, uh, all men yeah, are people who represent... You know who represent um, instrument manufacturers. We took someone today, as a matter of fact, uh, through uh, through the exhibit from DW Drums. We've had people wow. from Fender and Gibson, and mm-hmm. um, you know all manner. You know all manner of people. You know, a lot of them obviously are are based here, but you know the interest in the band is very high. Yeah. What about when Nam? What about when Nam was in town? Did you have a higher attendance when Nam was in well, town? Well, yeah. I mean, we see we see some of that. You know. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, here in Los Angeles, Nam is down in Orange County, which might as well be mm-hmm. another country, uh, because right. you know, occasionally to get to get from there to here um, could take you, you know, literally half the day. So it's not like we get not like we get a ton of people from Nam coming up to the museum. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, I yeah. lived in Orange County, so I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah, I lived there for 19 years. It's pretty amazing. All right. well, there you, and I there always spent a lot of time. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah, so right. um, what I want to ask also, Monty, um, when you went to this exhibit, how? tell us about the opening day there so both of you can tell us a little bit about what happened and who was there. I know, I know Richie came out, didn't he? 
Wasn't Richie, Richie came there? to the Queen's, Queen's show. He, I, I showed him mm-hmm. on the Queen's show. Actually, he's the only Ramones that the only Ramones left now is uh, Marky, Richie, and CJ, and and of course Clem was semi Ramon. Uh, so I, I showed Richie around the Queen's show. That's the only Ramone really that came to see the show, which is unfortunate. Uh, right, you know, the funny thing right now, Richie, Richie and CJ are in Argentina, and they're playing a show tomorrow yeah. night in Buenos Aires together for the oh, first great. time. Great. That's amazing. My book is coming out in Argentina finally in Spanish in, uh, this month coming up. Oh, great. You're great. kidding me. That's wow. It's amazing. That's, that's really, really cool because I think that, you know, it just covers the masses with the people. Have you noticed well, a lot of um, – uh, um, this here is um, a question for Scott. Scott, have you noticed a lot of people from other countries coming to this exhibit? Well, we get uh, we get a fair amount of traffic, uh, you know, downtown um, on on mm-hmm. our campus. You know, there are any number of hotels uh, quite close by. So, and and oh, wow. there's a huge you know convention center just next door, um, the L.A. Convention Center. So, quite often there are people from literally not only all over the country but all over the world, uh, and we do see you know a lot of people from outside the United States coming you know to not only the Ramones exhibit to a lot but to a lot of things that we do. Well, you know, uh, wow. I, I worked over I worked here at the New York Sciences is right across from the Queens Museum. So when the show was over mm-hmm. the Queens Museum, I pop in there quite a bit and I met a lot of people from different countries over there, a lot of people from different countries. So they they're coming from all over the place. That's great. That's really great. I you know, I think that covers the culture there so much. So are we all there? Are you there, Monkey? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, I, yep, thought yep. I, I thought I lost you. Uh, so Monkey has a really interesting job. You work right across the street from the Queens Museum in New York, don't you? At the, uh, yeah, I work at the New York Hall of Science. I'm the audiovisual supervisor here. Excellent. Amazing. That's the way all the punk rock come to retire, Halls of Science. That's that's mm-hmm. why Monty was a- Holly. That's why Monty was able to walk over to the Queens Museum so easily. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know. I, I was flipping people out. You know, I, I stand by my stuff. They were looking at. I say, look at that guy over there, and they look at me. Oh wow, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> hey Scott. Scott, did you get a chance to go to the Queens Museum exhibit? You, you, you know what? I did not. My, our founding director Bob Santelli was, was was there, but I did not. I did not see that. So. My bad, but but mm-hmm. I couldn't get there. Oh no, no, this is really interesting. So when yeah. you took this um, exhibit on, and everybody came for opening day, I mean, it must have been just like really exciting for everyone there. Oh, it was it was fantastic! It was fantastic. The uh, the reception we had before we did the uh, the program was, um, you know, if if you've ever met Linda Ramone, you know. Um, you know, she's always kind of, you know, the, the, the center of attention and the, uh, it was, it was quite an energetic, um, uh, reception that people yeah. were very, oh, yeah. very excited about, very excited about the exhibit. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, everybody, yeah. I got, e- I got emails from, uh, uh, Mark H. Miller who wanted to wish you all the best. And I got an email from Mickey Lee. He was trying to make it on the show, but I don't know if he's able to wish you all happy, you know, a happy thing on the show, by the way. Nice. Oh, I'm so happy to hear from Mark and from Mickey. Yeah, Mickey's amazing. And Mark, Mark, you did an awesome job in that interview that we did was amazing. And this interview is just 
seller. It's great. We've got <laughs> the best of the best yeah. here. And, uh, you know, Mark, Mark, uh, you know, he, he, you know, the Queen's Museum, they kicked it off, and here we go. Now, tell me, what are the plans? Oh, Monty, it's 2.32 yeah. here or 5.32. Do you, are you still yeah. time or do you have to go? Okay, One more cool. question, quick. One more question. Okay, well, okay. What that, I'm going to let you guys ask Monty the question, the last question of the day, and then I'm going to give Monty a big a virtual hug and kiss on a, on the airway. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. listen, Monty. What 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 to you is a big point of your life? I mean, this is such a big thing in your life, right? I mean, this whole uh, you're really the last Ramon, and and Let's not say I'm a Ramon. I was I'm the last person I've worked with the Ramones that right. was there from the beginning to the end. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's just I mean. great. It's, it's wonderful to see how big they are now. It's just a shame that the original four are not here to see it. And it's, you know, it's uh, they just keep on going and going uh, with the people, with the fans. It's amazing. It amazes me that they, they, they've established this in, in music history. Well, but the thing that I remember is it relates to you also is the Ramones always said they wanted to be like the Beatles, and look where they are right now, right, Monty? Well, yeah, it's amazing. People say, hey, the Beatles, the Stones, and the Ramones, they, they lump it yeah, all together. Mm-hmm. It amazes me, amazes. It's great. It's, I'm happy that that was part of it. Okay, guys, That's I gotta go. Amazing. Hey, take care, Monty. Right, I love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> love you too. We gotta get together one day, Holly, and then I get out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be first in line during your, um, uh, your when you're selling stuff. So I'm gonna be there. Gotta be all there. Right, all options. Don't forget. <laughs> all right. Okay, okay guys. So listen. Yeah. You know one bye thing. Bye bye. Um, bye guys. Thanks, Monty. Bye. One thing we did not. Um, acknowledge, which I really think is really important, Scott, is that Delta is proud to be the official airline of both the Grammy Museum and the Queens Museum. Um, yeah. I think that's really important that we acknowledge that on the air. Yep, yep. They, they, they were very helpful uh, from... with, the ex- with the exhibit, so we very much appreciate their uh, their support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I think Scott, it's really I important that we say that. Maybe we could go into the show itself. The uh, Some of the... Yeah, uh, absolutely. Have, Holly and I have a list here of some of the things like uh, rock magazines and newspapers and a Johnny Rivera sure. shirt and a guitar. Some of the things that you maybe could bring up that are very exciting. Sure. To show well, we've got. I mean, what, as soon as you come up to the top of the escalator, when you get to the uh, to the second floor, which is where the exhibit is, you will be staring at basically a stage set. Of the Ramones with with wow. uh, Marky's drum kit, oh, um, you know Johnny's guitar. Um, you know mm-hmm. it, it 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 would it's set kind of exactly as as you might see um, the stage set for a Ramones show. So wow. it, you know you're kind you're kind of instantly uh, you know you're instantly in it at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know one of the thing one of the things that that I you know, was particularly interested in were, you know, we have photographs, not only of the Ramones, but, but just of the whole scene around CBGB, um, um, you know, from that era, you know, from a bunch of different photographers. So not only do you get a sense, you know, you see um, handwritten lyrics and, and I think we had the, the, you know, we have giant blow up images of these, of the four guys, their driver's license, 
um, you know, with, you know, with their original names and their their photos, which is which is great. Uh, and you get a sense of who, you know, the the band, but but it really does put it in context with the rest of what was going on, um, you know, downtown uh, in you know 1976. So uh, it, it's it's really a great way to put the band, um, you know, in context with the rest of what was going on in music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's just amazing. And of course, um, you know, we have, you know, we have all kinds of, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we have, um, uh, you, you know, the, the the banner, the Arturo Vega banner. Um, uh, you know, we've got Johnny's guitar. Um, um, uh, uh, actually, I think we have two of Johnny's guitars. So I think we have the Most Right and we, yeah, and we have a Rickenbacker 450. Um, oh wow. Uh, yeah, Johnny. That Johnny bought in '77. As a matter of fact, I saw something here. It was really funny. He got a report card from Forest Hills High School. Jeffrey, mm-hmm. and Joey Ramone. Right. Yeah, they were talking right. about that report card. I remember that. Yeah. I remember Vera talking about that. She yeah, that right. She saw yeah, that. Yeah, she heard about yep. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool. And then uh, yeah, you so have so you the, see, yeah, the original you know, jacket have, too, right? You know, and we have the earliest, you know, the earliest um, handbills that these guys, you know, little posters that they created, you know, for their early, early, early shows, um, uh, you know, which, you know, give you a sense of kind of how handmade everything was, you know, when they started out. I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't have two nickels to rub together, so they were doing the best they could. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. That's such amazing. See, you know, this yeah. is what's so so iconic about this. Is look at this at the beginning, how Monty talked about how they were just starting out and they were this and they had to do that. Now look at this in the museum. They're being I they're iconic in it's all through all the generations. This is right. like really cool. I wanna ask really quick to you, um, there at the Scott is about the exhibit. Now, when the exhibit closes, where is it planning on going next? Do we have an idea on well, that yet? Well, I, I don't. I don't think there is a there is a plan for this to go anywhere at this point. Wow. I think. I think this is. I think this is it for now. It doesn't mean that it can't, oh, wow. be, can't be mount can't be mounted again. But but as far as I know, there's no plan for it to go further than the museum, the Grammy Museum, at this point. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know what I reason wanted to why anyone anyone listening crazy. needs to come to see us before uh, before go. closing. Gotta go. Yep. This and is I, a must. And this we is wanna, it, guys. And, and we do want to give a shout out to Linda because Linda was very instrumental in a lot of what happened at the Grammy as well. Scott, right? Yep. She helped to launch a lot of it. So we do want to acknowledge Linda. And I want to say, Linda, thank you so much for letting people see this beautiful exhibit. And also um, want to thank everyone. I, I want else to bring in uh, Holly. Let me bring up something that's very important. Uh, Scott, you know what? Sure, I'm going to Spencer. give you a plug here because we know sure. that the Grammy Museum. I get emails on this. You have different events going on. Uh, by the way, I designed for John Denver. By the way, and I did an album for him called Earth Songs. By the way, which is a big honor in my life. And you have a big thing going on with a new. We just we just opened a John, John Denver exhibit. Denver, is that right? Yeah, we just opened it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Love fantastic. John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, his it's life fantastic. is quite tragic. You, do you have a lot about his life there? Because he had a very tragic life. I mean, a lot of it was. Well, he, he did. 
he he did for sure. But but we've got you know all not not that we need to be talking about John Denver, but we've got you know all manner of um, you know stage clothing, guitars, all kinds of Amazing. stuff. Amazing. Um, yeah. 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 About, you have some of these shows like uh, Steve. Oh, let's see, Steve. I forgot the name here. Steve Jackson. I don't know. Some you have a different shows with you. You have a Barbara Streisand thing that you had, or, or well, well, no. We um, what you're talking about is our public program series. Yeah, exactly. Where, where we have a we have a two, yeah, yeah we have a 200 seat theater in in the museum, and um, you know, the, the, we do probably a hundred of these a year where we bring really? artists in. Wow. Yeah, sure. We talk about. Well, I actually get to host these programs. Um, you know, we talk about their careers, we talk about their latest project, and it usually includes a you know a short performance, usually you know four, five, six songs, um, and these are these are uniquely intimate. Um, uh, discussions and performances is, you know, as we like to say, we kind of break down the barrier between the artist and the audience. So it's, um, it's really terrific, and we're doing them, you know, like I said, two and three times a week. Really? That's oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know as what? A matter of fact, I to as say... a matter of fact, and you guys, you guys would appreciate this. On Monday, we are celebrating uh-huh. the 50th anniversary of Sire Records. Oh my so, God! Oh, wow. So on that night we'll have you know um, Seymour is oh, coming. God. Um, yeah. So and and we got a bunch of people we you know um, to to come and and talk about you know Seymour and his impact oh, that's right. on really? music. Wow, yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know, I did not you know, know what about I wanted to bring. <laughs> that's that's amazing because I know Spencer was very um, instrumental in Fire Records. You know what I wanted to say really quick about. Um, the Grammy Museum thought is could you tell our audience how they could get involved in knowing more and if there is a place where they can sign up to know more about it and if there's yeah. you know about these different the exhibits. Best way, the, the, the best mm-hmm. way well certainly anytime you want you can go to Grammymuseum.org and find out mm-hmm. everything that's going on at the Grammy Museum. Um, not only our public programs but our exhibits and our education programs and everything that you need to know is right there um, uh, on our website. If you want to be, you know, kind of a little more deeply engaged, you know, you can get a basic membership to the museum. And by being a member, you then get our um, emails, what we call our member shouts. And those give you, you know, the upcoming calendar of public programs. They tell you about exhibits coming up. They, you know, it's kind of a little insider's view of what's going on at the museum. How much is a subscription to that? Uh, just um, uh, mm-hmm. well, you know, the basic the basic membership is, I believe, sixty dollars. Hold on, I'll, uh, oh, that's great. Let me find. Yeah, it. I'm looking at the website. Also, I wanted to tell everyone the Grammy Museum itself is on Facebook. Also, make sure you go there because there's some that's amazing right. pictures yeah. of the Ramones exhibit and of uh, other things that are happening. Like um, you have. It's sold out. Celebrating Sire Records' 50th anniversary, Monday yeah, at 7:30, sold is sold out. Yep. Uh, sold out yep. is uh, uh, the spotlight Gallant. on uh, Gallant. 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 And also, yep, Gallant. And also, you're sold out on We Are Friends, a lifetime party of the 70s. Is that Hawaii music? Yeah. Oh, See, this is the great awesome. thing. The, this is the great thing about the Grammy Museum, as opposed to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Country Music Hall of Fame. You, yeah. you know, we can go in any direction. 
it, you know, we're not mm-hmm. restricted by genre. So we can talk about we can talk about the Ramones. We can talk about country music. We can talk about classical music. We can talk about yeah. jazz. Um, you know, we we cover the gamut, and it's um, you know it's it, it it not only is it great for the visitor, but it's great for us because we have a very large field to play on. So I'm, I, Scott, I'm a member of NARA's, you know. Uh, yes. And so, I, mm-hmm. am I owed to as a member to go to the museum, or is that um, yeah. your membership in NARA's does not does not translate to becoming a member in the museum? Ah, That's those, okay. those, those are separate those are separate things. Okay. But, you know, to become know. a member of the museum, it's sixty dollars. It's not. Okay, that's very uh, reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah, it's not. It's not onerous by any means. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, Thanks you know what I just did? I, I just put a link to the Grammy Museum, um, your uh, Facebook page, on my Facebook page, and also on the Red Velvet Media page, Fantastic. so that people can go there. So that <laughs> right. way they can see. You know Good. what I mean? I mean, it's like really important, I think, because these are um, how some of these events are sold out. Obviously, there are things that oh, yeah. like Sire Records, and I'm sure. Spencer would have been all over if he had known it was going on and been there because, I mean, he was yeah, so instrumental was... in that. So what I was going to say was um, how what are usually the prices on tickets for these events? Yeah. Just for the um, public uh, to know. You know what? Here's, so, so the museum has a mission to make our programs okay. accessible. Mm-hmm. So okay. the, our tickets are incredibly um, uh, reasonably priced, usually between fifteen and thirty dollars. Oh, that's great! Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah. Amazing. We will occasionally, we will occasionally do, um, you know, kind of benefits fundraising, you know, programs, and the ticket prices will be mm-hmm. higher naturally. But I would say ninety percent of our programs are priced between fifteen and thirty bucks. Right. Oh wow, that's really yeah. reasonable. That's amazingly yeah. reasonable. Right. Um, I think it's really right. important. Do you do a lot of educational programs there at the museum yes. for, for the schools yeah. and stuff? Sure. We bring about 25,000 school kids from Southern California through the museum every year. Um, we do oh, all wow. manner of workshops and programs for school groups, school tours, um, um, all manner of engagement with not only with, with uh, the students but educators as well. We create curriculum around our exhibits so that teachers can talk to their students before they come to the museum and give them a sense of the kinds of things they're, they're going to see when they, when they visit us. In addition, mm-hmm. we go out around, you know, we do programs around the country. Um, um, during the Obama administration, we did the music education programs at the White House. Wow. Oh, wow. So, so we have, we have quite. a great thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have, we have quite a reach, I will say. Yeah, we oh, don't good. know what's going to happen now, but we want to say that. Yeah, let's put it this way. I'm with, not hopeful. Let, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no <laughs> politics. But what I was going to say was we definitely want to keep the arts going. You know what I wanted to ask you really quickly, which is really interesting, because this is going to lead into a little bit about you. What did you do before this? How did you get into working at the Grammy Museum? What was your well, – what, what well, did you well, it, 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 yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. interesting. And and um uh you know, officially I work for the Grammy Foundation and Music Cares, the wow. other charities of the of the Recording Academy. Um right. uh, I I will have an official role. It's not it hasn't been announced yet at the museum here shortly, but because I've been hosting yeah, these programs oh, virtually no. since, I the, know. since I the museum <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really not at liberty to say, but 
Um, I know. Uh, I've been hosting these these I programs heard. at the museum almost since we opened. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, so you know, that that's why I'm engaged. I've curated other exhibits. That's kind of why I'm engaged in in talking to you guys. But I got I got into this. I have been um, a development person, a fundraising person, in the music oh, wow. business for the yeah. last uh, close to thirty years. Oh, great. So really? For many for many years, I was an executive mm-hmm. at an organization called City of Hope. City of Hope is a cancer research oh, and treatment center. Oh, I love City of Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, based, based here in based here in Los Angeles, and this Bless is going back tw- twenty or twenty five years. Um, I mm-hmm. met a guy named Neil Portnow, who was on my yeah. board at City of Hope. Neil Portnow, mm-hmm. fourteen, fifteen years ago, became president of the Recording Academy, and when he did, he called me up and he said, "You need to come to work for us." And I said, oh, you know, wow. it sounds great, but you know, I got this good gig at City of Hope. But you know, really, it's okay. Well, he was he was pretty uh, persistent about it, and you know, a little over eleven years ago, I came to work here, and that's how I ended up with my involvement with the Grammy Museum. That's oh, that's great. fantastic! I yeah. know, I know Neil. He knows me from when uh, I was in LA and uh-huh. uh, ran a bunch of different nonprofits and stuff, and I know City of Hope. I did a lot with City of Hope and Pediatric AIDS Foundation, Elizabeth Glover. Oh, sure. Fantastic. Before, yeah. before, she, before she went to the next place. So, yeah, right. definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, that's amazing, Scott. I want to say thank you so much from my heart um, oh, sure. for helping at the City of Hope because um, – yeah. City Hope's doing amazing stuff for everyone, and you transitioning over to the uh, Grammy Museum, continuing on bringing knowledge and bringing arts and education to people, and also your involvement in the school industry, and also this, and we don't know what your next position is going to be, but I hope I know it's going to be something great. Um, I, I wanted to bring in that I was involved uh, with NARA, uh, years ago with NARA's with Grammys in the schools, mm-hmm. Scott. Sure, sure. Yeah, We're still doing it. Great Answer. thing of bringing music into the school for yep. kids, you know. Yep. we're we're mm-hmm. we're still doing it. Um, uh, we, you know, that the Grammy in the schools kind of serves as the banner for many of our education programs, whether it's yeah. Grammy Camp, Grammy Career Day, right. or Grammy Camp Jazz Session, um, uh, our Grammy Signature Schools program. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're still very much engaged. Excellent. Very important. Yeah. Very yes, important. indeed, indeed, and thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. That's great. Wow. That's that's fantastic. Well, you know, Spencer, um, why don't you um, share a little bit about um, your album cover that is in the exhibit a little bit that we did talk briefly about with uh, yeah. Monty. Um, I know that that was a very um, pivotal moment for the Ramones I, with they, that yeah, album. They, 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 well, there were two albums that I designed. There was a uh, there was Road to Ruin with the John Holmstrom famous cartoon, and then there's the entry mm-hmm. with a friend Mick Rock photograph, iconic photograph on the front. And they are uh, very, you know, the, each each album has its own importance, you know. And um, I was working with Danny Fields on those two albums, and Danny's with his Danny Says movies getting out there right now. But the uh, I think it's important to know that the album wall. Uh, when I saw the picture of it, really moved me, uh, Scott, because of how, first of all, how you treated it, uh, and yeah. the great, re- great respect, and and by the way, the great art, uh, the put, coordinating the whole wall, uh, how it looks, the presentation, which to me is very important. <laughs> it meant a great. lot to 
me being part of that whole history. Uh, yeah. I just want to bring that up to you and I think yeah. to everybody, you know. Visually the, amazing, the, exhibit, yeah. the I, I think I think the exhibit visually is pretty uh is pretty stunning. You know, whether it's the yeah. album covers, whether it's, you know, larger posters, the the uh the photos and then of course the you know, the physical items, whether it's you know, a leather jacket or guitars or you know, whatever whatever it might be. We we also have some you know, some, some funny things as well. Um um it, it visually it's a great exhibit. Who who was the curator of the show? Was there a curator, or were you involved? Well, in well, Bob the... Bob Santelli. Bob Santelli had you Bob, know he, yeah, he kind of had the curatorial vision yeah. for you know for the show, and then our you know we have a great design team um, mm-hmm. that you know puts it together and 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 puts it up. Great job! Great job! Thank Fantastic! You. Yeah, I mean you know this must be like really fun for you. Um, what is involved in the um, Sire Records uh, exhibit that you or the or the event well, you're it's, going it's, um, to be doing? I want to hear about that. Yeah, well, we're doing you know we're doing this we're doing this program. Um, um, mm-hmm. There's going to be a reception, um, I think, after the program, sort of celebrating Seymour and 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 the 50th anniversary of Sire. Oh, but we're, Spencer, you should a, go. Oh my God! We're going to have a um, a discussion on stage um, first with you know Seymour, and we'll talk a little bit, obviously, about his his history, and then we're going to bring some folks on. Martin Mills, who runs the Beggars, the Beggars Group, um, uh, Brett Ratner, believe it or not, the uh, you know the, the the film director, who very very early in his when he was a very young man, he managed a band that Seymour signed. Really? So, yep. Yep, um, I believe it was a rap act. I believe it was called BMOC. Um, uh, so, so he'll be there, and you know we're you know we're kind of kind of engaged in a little discussion about you know kind of working with Seymour, what that's like, you know, what made him unique, that you know that sort of thing. I mean Seymour, you know, I worked a lot of albums at Sire, uh, Scott. I don't know if you know. I mean, I worked on the Pretenders. I worked on yeah, Plastic Bertrand, a whole lineup, and and. Uh, Seymour, to me, was at that time was a was a I called him a visionary, out of the box music owner. In the same sure. light as I would put Chris Blackwell from Island that I worked right, with. of course, and and, right. and, and 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 Seymour at his young age at that time was really above board. I mean, he was just signing groups that Warner Brothers said, "What are you signing these groups?" But he his head trip and listening to music was amazing. I mean, he yes. really because you know in music business. Most of the A and R people do not ha- did not have that head, you know. Most of them, uh, unless you were big like Clive Davis or something like sure. that, you know. Sure. But it, it, sure. it was like Seymour really had this vision, and what's really amazing is he signed Madonna, he signed the Pretenders, yeah. he signed you yeah. know these names that go down the line, Talking yeah. Heads, blah blah blah. But up to today, now all these people are iconic, really, in their no, own no their question. Own way. And, and and he so, heard. He heard it before anybody else did. I mean, he he had that. He still does has a knack for hearing artists and not only hearing what they're doing in the moment, but but having a, a real clear sense of where they could go. Yeah, I mean, you know, and just I, believing in their creat- creativity. Every once in a while, I email Seymour, and he comes back to me, and he's somewhere. He's in London. He's a same right. person. Right. He's like a rabbit. He's like a rabbit. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And he's literally I, say, "Oh, Spence, I'm in London. I'll get back to you in a month or something, or whatever." Right. But uh, you're, you're right. The same vibe. It's amazing. And, and, and God let him live a long life. I mean, the guy exactly. is unbelievable, right? Exactly. He's a treasure. He's absolutely. Yeah. A treasure. He really is a special person yep. in music. Yep. And of course, he's. Uh, if people don't know, he's he's in the rock and roll. He's in the. Uh, 
He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Hall in, of Fame, yep. And he the Grammys are, are now treating him yep. in a certain respect. And, and and I was at a CBGB award that he got in New York, which was a very big thing at that time, uh, several yep. years ago. So the, And the guy, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know this, he's writing a book right now. He's no, I know. I know, yeah. That's great. I, I, told, I told him he has to come back and talk about the book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I, you, know, you know Holly's going to be on our show. You know this. I mean, he's going to be on yeah, our show. Absolutely. With, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I thought about all this, and you know what? I forgot to tell you, um, I, years ago when Ron Weisner, when it was Weisner Demand Entertainment, when Freddie had mm-hmm. Madonna and um, Ron had Michael and um, Chardet, I actually came to the Grammy Museum with Ron um, and met Seymour because Seymour was at the Grammy Museum. Do you remember? Oh gosh, maybe twelve years ago that Seymour was at the. Well, I don't know if that Grammy. would have been the Grammy Museum. It might have been the Grammy offices because the the Grammy Museum has only been then, around for about eight years. Yeah, because we were there, and I know he was talking about some of the things that he was going to bring in to mm-hmm. help with the. Grammy Museum that you guys right. ended up doing, so that's amazing. Right. So, yeah. Scott, so, Scotty, do fun. me a big favor. If you see Seymour, tell him I said hello if you remember. Oh, of course. Uh, I'll be happy to. I'll be happy yeah, to. Yeah, and, and oh, listen, this great. is such a great thing you're doing uh, for Sire, and um, and I think it, it's well-deserved, and it's going to be uh, hopefully... Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, uh, sure. On that. Sure. That's awesome. Well, you know, we covered a lot here. Um, I think we did. What else? I, th- I think we did. What, oh, no. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much, Scott, for being here today. And, again, to everyone that's listening, if you tuned in late, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes under Red Velvet Media as a special edition of the Indie Cafe with Spencer Drake and myself. And um, it will be available also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio immediately, but it takes a couple hours for it to get onto uh, iTunes. But um, <clears throat> definitely download it because this is really an amazing show, and and it was great. So we had Monty Melnick on, um, Spencer Drake, my co-host, and then Scott Goldman at the Green Museum in L.A., and myself, Holly Steffi, with Red Velvet Media. So. I want to thank everyone for listening today. It's Friday. Um, we will be back. We're going to be back on the air. Um, when are we going to be back on the 15th, right? Yeah, we're going to we're be back with Scott uh, Crawford's Spoke Book on the 15th. <clears throat> yeah, you'd love that show. Uh, big. You would oh, love that show, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. No, Scott sure. would love that show. That is going to be um, the person that's going to be doing the Cream magazine and the book spoke, which uh, is going to be amazing. So we're we're looking forward to that show. And uh, so we'll be back on the 15th. For everyone that's going to be listening right now, have a happy Valentine's Day. Right. And it is Friday. And it is Friday. Please do not drink and drive. I always have. I really want to say that to everyone, and also be aware of your surroundings at all times. I just always like to tell everyone now that too, and uh, make sure to go check out this uh, exhibit at the Grammy Museum. Let's get the address out really quick. Yeah, we're um, we're in downtown Los Angeles on the ca- campus of LA Live at 800 West Olympic Boulevard, which is effectively the corner of Olympic and Figueroa in downtown Los Angeles. 
Do you have a phone number people can call if they have any questions? Um, uh, best to just go to our website, GrammyMuseum.org. All the, all, all awesome. the info's there. Okay, and cool. I got that on my Facebook. It is on Facebook as well. And Great. I want to thank you so Great. much for being here today. Thank you for and having me. Are, thank and you. And we love you, yeah. Scott. You bet, man. Thank you. And I'm glad this all worked out. Oh, yeah. Very, very, uh, thanks a lot. Thank you great. so much for you being bet. here. Okay. Have a great weekend. Rock and roll. Rock you and roll. Too. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Are you there, Spence? Yeah, it was a great show. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. So we're ending our show with a song called We Want the Airwaves. And I want to thank you, Spencer, for being here today. And, um, thank you, Holly. Maybe, no, and you know what I think is really important also is talk about the fact that you're, now that we um, have gone through the Grammy, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about your vinyl records being in the permanent collection at the Oh, thank you, Holly. Yeah, I, we were, uh, Judith and I are honored this past year for being in the uh, permanent archival vinyl collection at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and and we also are the this is what's really amazing we're the only music designer mm-hmm. linked in the collection now that's quite an honor there's no other music designers that have a collection in their permanent collection so that makes it an extra 10 points on that one but thank you very much for mentioning it Holly uh, yeah. no it's important it's super important thing. because that's an honor, and, you know, Spencer and I have been doing shows for a long time, and we, you know, I've seen a lot of things. 2010, done, Holly, 2010, it's our seventh year. I know. Seven so years, I'm, Spencer. It's been a wonderful you've been, a, you've been married to me for seven years. It's, that's right. crazy. <laughs> we have a going. bi-postal relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you know what? The shows are great, Holly, and it's great working with you, and uh, I look forward to it, you know. Thank you, Spencer. And I wanted to also say Spencer does um, something with, is a writer with Punk Globe Magazine as well. Um, and um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that since we're talking about the Ramones and Punk Rock. Well, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, my side line also is... Uh, of course, Judith and I have authored like 21 books, but besides that, we, uh, we, I co-write with Nikki Palomino um, uh, of Punk Globe magazine and contribute the article, and we've had articles with Zach Starkey, Marky Ramone, Mick Rock, a two-magazine uh, two article, hopefully get Mick on our show again, our radio show, of course. And then we've, got, um, we've done Andrew Horn, the Twisted Sister uh, thing, and... Uh, I don't know. It goes down Tommy Price and a uh, number of great people. Chris Stein, you know, and Chris. Oh yeah. Chris is going to be. Oh, I got to mm-hmm. mention this. Gotta mention this. Chris Stein, Blondie new album, Pollinator. Um, yeah, that's what I wanted to out. say about the Pollinator album. Yeah, yeah we're going to get. Let's talk Chris about on the that. Show. Yep, we'll get Chris mm-hmm. on the show, I'm sure, and we're going to get definitely get the album. And I think they're going to send us the single, which I asked for for both of us, which we asked for too, you know. So I, I think we're gonna, we're in line with that. And uh, Chris Stein was interviewed in Punk Love, but yeah, that's been a big thing too, Punk Love, because oh. they have a great. Somebody's uh, calling in. I don't oh, know who's oh, calling in. I didn't even interrupt uh, you. Let's see who it is. Hold oh, on a ahead, second. As long ahead. as it's not no, somebody no, no. I don't want to talk to. You. Who is this? Seven seven two. Who's this? It's hello. It's Vera. How are you? Vera, hello. Yes. Hi, how are you? Angel. I just got home. Look at that. Sorry, I'm a little late. I just, 
oh my god, I extended the show because I wanted to talk to Spencer. We just got we just got finished talking about the Ramones exhibit with Scott. We had Monty, your love of your life, on the show besides <laughs> Dee Dee, and um, and now you're here, so now we can dedicate the next little bit of time with you. Oh my god, Vera, I'm so happy you called. Oh, That's thank great. you so much. I was texting. I was. I was texting her to call, and so Vera. I just actually, I just everyone. got your text. I was out, I'm so oh. and uh, I just saw Marky two weeks ago in uh, South Beach. Mm-hmm. Wow! Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, they came down for okay. a vacation, so um, I went down, and we we spent the day. We hung out. We had a great time. Hey, so listen. That's let me ask you a question while we got you on the phone. What, yeah. What, did you go out to the show in L.A., first question, and if if you did or didn't, what pieces do you have in it? Do you know? I did not go to the show in L.A. Um, I only went to the New York one, and I have I had lyrics in there. I had uh, yeah. Didi's report cards, That's in. T-shirts, uh, yeah. some record albums, um, some D.D. King stuff, assorted assorted amount of uh, um, items. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Well, you know, we yeah, want to say, it's so, still, it's for people still, um, who don't know who you are, city now, right? What? Well, we, he said he didn't know where it was going to go, but real quick, what I wanted to say for people that may not know who you are, you you know, it, if they don't, then they, you know, they will know now. You were Didi Ramon's wife, and also um, you were around for quite a long time. Like for a lot of it. Yeah, I was around for um, from 1977 till um, the early 90s. That's amazing. And that was then he left the band, obviously. So I I wasn't around so much then. That's just that's you know I mean you've got a lot of stories I'm sure you can share with everyone too. Um, Lots of stories. Yeah. Yeah, you want to share any Ramon stories with us since we have time? Is that cool, Spence? I'm glad we extended yeah. it. Psychically, I just had this weird <laughs> feeling. I was hoping she was going to call. So, Vera, yeah, I just go I for just it. got your text, actually, and um, so I, I was hoping it wasn't too late because it was almost 6 o'clock. No! You're here. I'm so happy. I'm so happy you're here. Um, Did Monty call you today? He did. He called in, and he was talking about his items that he has in the exhibit. He talked yeah. about the things that he's going to be auctioning off, and um, he talked about uh, the opening of the Queen's Museum, and then also the one uh, we were talking about the uh, opening in L.A. Um, why don't you share some of your Ramon stories? Because you were pretty much around from the beginning too, when you married Dee Dee. There are a lot of stories. I mean, um, anything in particular? Whatever you want to share, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> Go for it. You know what? They used to um, they used to play a lot of gags on Monty. <laughs> All of them. Monty they, they, would they would, tell they would us torture that. him. You know, in the in the van, and <laughs> they did it for fun because everybody was so bored, and they would just pick on Monty. And he was always oh, such a good sport. Monty. I have to hand it to him. He put up with a lot. He was really a good sport. Wow. But even the roadies, you know, all of them, you know, Arturo and, and Matt, and they they all kind of picked on Monty. But he was, you know, 
he was a he was really he kept everybody together. Monty was like glue. I know he kept the whole that's together because it was like mm-hmm. how could I explain it? It was like organized chaos. Uh huh. That's great. Organized chaos. That's a great. Yeah, it was like you know, organized chaos. I I can't explain it Mm -hmm. any better than that. In a nutshell. Wow. So. um, Wow. You know, I was actually going to play that song that Dee wrote for you. That, um, and then I didn't hear from you, so I did. I didn't get permission from you play that, but I did get which one are you talking about? The one he wrote for you. Um, the baby doll song? I want baby doll. Oh my gosh. There's a new yeah. video being made of that. That should be um, someone contacted oh. me recently from uh, L.A. and That okay. was before Christmas. And I think they're go- there's going to be a video coming out soon of that. Um, he's a How are they going to do that? Let's see what he's coming up with. I have no idea. Mm. Wow, wow, this is breaking news then. We didn't know this. His name well, is Kelsey so Danzison. Danzison, mm-hmm. yeah, Kelsey Danzison. Huh. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what he's got cooking there, but I hope it's good. Well, we want to talk about your book, too, Poisoned Heart, um, yeah, that you have out. Dear Ramon King has kind, a book the book out. It's kind of old, but you know what? It's It's mm-hmm. still selling. It's it's kind of like a cult book, you know. It is, yeah. It's not. It's it. All the all the Ramones books. That's what they are. They're cult books. They're just. Yeah. There's yeah. a certain following, and they they are just Ramones fans right down to the core. Wow, that's just amazing. You know, and I read the book, and I think that there's a lot of really amazing stuff in that book. Um, I know being married to Dee Dee was not always the easiest, but you two went. I just I saw that picture you just recently put up of the Christmas in 1988. What a great! Picture. Oh yeah, yeah, that was shared to my Facebook um, as a memory. So I thought it was cute, and I just you know shared it, it with is. everyone. What was that? And I of mean, course, and of like? course. And of course, uh, my yeah. favorite album cover that Judith and I worked on with uh, Vera, the uh, famous Dee Dee King album, very big album, big album cover. It's in the book, and they just uh, released, they re-released it recently. I hear. Really, really. Yes, I, I heard it was just re-released um, by I think Rhino put it out. Wow, very mm-hmm. cool. Very cool. That's just that's uh, amazing. Like really recently, and a yeah, limited amount you. of copies, and yeah. I never thought they would even, you know, dare re-release that, but they did. So wow, now it's a cult. It's a cult thing. It's Vera. a cult, exactly. There's, you know, when people ask for something, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah. How how does that how does that work when they re-release something? Don't they normally have to notify you, Spencer, to let you know that it's been re-released? No, no, no. I'm not involved. I'm the designer, but. Maybe, you know, I don't know where this goes. No, they don't, because I've already sold my rights to the album cover. So, it's uh-huh. not, you know, that's the problem with photographers and and, des- and music designers uh, running buyouts things like that on contracts. Uh-huh. So well, you know so, what I wanted to ask? 
what I wanted Vera to talk a little bit about since we have a little extra time here, and I'm so glad Vera you called. I was so glad you called me and got my message. Um, I just got I want to say I want to say hi. To, I want to say hi to Phyllis Stein. I hope she's listening. I love Phyllis. I probably she's not. So I talked to her a while ago, and um, she had another call coming in, and then she was going out to dinner. So I don't think that she's um, well, listening. Well, maybe she can listen maybe. to it afterwards. Because it'll be a podcast. You know what I wanted to ask yeah, you about was um, talk. Let, why don't we talk about Rock and Roll High School and what you know about that when they did that? Well, Rock and Roll High School. That was, you know, they would, they would probably, they would be on the set from like five or six in the morning and not get back till about nine or ten at night to the hotel. And they did that for about three months straight. So, you know, it was a lot of hours for them. But they they had a good time, and you know, Alex had a heart attack in the middle of all that. Really? I don't wow. know if you guys know that he did have a heart attack. No. And he was very young oh, wow. when that happened. I think he was still in his thirties. Oh my God. And he took wow. ill. After he finished editing it, I mean, it, I mean, the, t- the the hours that everybody put on that was amazing. It, it just took its toll, and then after that, the. The Ramones were recording with Spectre, so we spent quite a few months out in L.A. living at the Tropicana. We we all had our own little bungalows because we were there for an extended amount of time. Mm. And um, in between um, doing Rock and Roll High School, they had a few different gigs. They played the Roxy and the Whiskey, and then they filmed footage from that and used it in the show, in in the movie, excuse me, in the movie. Well, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Um, well, what was it like? I, I know which one. Which one of the Ramones? I remember when we did the last show. One of them liked to cook a lot. Which one was that? Which one liked one to cook them? a lot? Cook? Yeah, you said something about you guys used to have dinners on Sunday, right? Oh yeah, but that wasn't. Um, I used to cook. I was. I, I yeah. Was cooking. Yeah, I was the cooker. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It was uh, Sundays was at Dee Dee's mom's, but that wasn't um, that wasn't while we were out in L.A. That was when we were home mm. in Queens, and we'd go to his mom's mm-hmm. house every Sunday. Was you know dinner with mom? So actually, she lives Tell down us. here in Delray. I'm going to be seeing her soon. I spoke to her recently. Oh nice! Cool. And uh, yeah, we're still in touch. So I'm going to go down and visit her for a little bit. Looking forward to it. That's nice. Yeah. Why, why don't we talk a little bit about the New York years? That would be really interesting. Um, well, the New York years, you know what? In the beginning, when I first met Dee, he was, he was already touring a lot. They were just starting to break, and we didn't spend a lot of time in Manhattan. We It was small intervals of, of time. We were always on the road. But when we did go home, you know, we we did go to the new clubs and openings and stuff like that, and it was a lot of fun. But it 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 was over really quick. As soon as you just started to get used to being home, we'd have to pack up and leave right away. Wow. So probably mm-hmm. the longest amount of time we'd be home would be maybe maybe two weeks, and then we'd be gone for three months. Wow. Wow. And what um, was what. You know, I was asking Monty 
how it was for them in the beginning. Um, what was it like? What What was Beatty's take and your take when they first really like hit it? And people were really wanting to see them, and their fame started hitting them a little bit more. What was it like for you guys? Well, you know what? We didn't really we didn't really know if it was like really happening or it was just like you know when you're in it you 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 kind of don't know if it's if this is just all for them or or it's just a fad or if it's you know going to let nobody knows that it's you know it's one of those things so um yeah i think that were, era where you were in i think we i was talking about always that before to the fans it, and made time for them and you know the kids would be waiting for them back, you know, in you know, in the back of the clubs and stuff, and they would get them into the shows. And um, some of those people ended up being famous down the line, you know. So they never forgot that they were yeah, diehard I mean, Ramones fans. Uh, Vera, before I was, I, we were talking with uh, with uh, Scott Goldman and Monty. Um, I was, they were bringing up the fact that I think in those days that I that I felt myself being involved with them, um, it was like uh, you didn't know where they were going in that era, but later all of a sudden they became a hit, you know, a hit, the hit thing, you know, later. Right. You know what I'm so in those days um, there would be people going and watching them, but you really didn't know where they would be, you know, as far as an iconic figure yet, you know what I mean? I think that doesn't happen until later. It just picks itself up, right? You know? Yeah, it it didn't happen for years. They they couldn't get airplay. They would do Top of the Pops, and that was like one of the big shows in in England. Everybody watched Top of the Pops. It was right. like Ed Sullivan yeah. was here on Sunday nights, you know. So, perform Baby I Love You there, and they thought that was going to be like a big you know big hit on the BBC. Yeah. And really, it just never happened. It never materialized. Right. And. Yeah. The, yeah, they were they were disappointed, so I don't know if they really thought that that was like one of their best work, but it definitely um, got a lot of press because of Phil, mm-hmm. and um, you know they went on they went back to their old style after that. They they felt it really didn't quite suit them that production right. of that album. Right. It was a little bit too much, too full, too much, too. Oh, too many strings and too many. They went back to the. They they stripped it down again and they went back to their roots. And I remember them talking to their fans after that album came out and seeing getting feedback from them, uh, discussing what they thought, you know, how the what how they liked the record and and most of the fans really liked uh, the first album better, first and second album better. So. Yeah. That's um, that speaks for itself. But um, we brought up the fact that Didi was a great writer, a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wrote a lot of it, right, Vera? You know, for him, writing was therapy. It was therapy. Mm-hmm. Writing for him was just um, getting his emotions down on paper as opposed to, you know, doing drugs or something because he was um, – he was in therapy with with you know when he during those years while he was with the band, he felt a lot of pressure to you know put it. As soon as one album came out, he had to like write another one because uh, him and Joey were the principal writers. But Joey would write only a few songs 
it took him longer to write songs, and Dee Dee just whipped them up. And well, John preferred Dee's songs because they amazing. weren't always about they weren't were they weren't always about romance and love. Mm. And Joey did a lot of love songs. Oh wow! Dee Dee wrote about everything. Right, right. And um, you know, there was just and I know Dee Dee wrote songs from. for you too. Vera. He wrote a lot of songs. Wrote, yeah, some were for me, some were, you know, about other th- a lot of them were for about other things. It it whatever whatever mm-hmm. crossed his mind, you know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And whatever kind of mood this he was in. Yeah, see this is this is really cool because we started off with Monty and then we talked about Spencer's um part in the Ramones exhibit, Monty's part in it. Then we talked to Scott about the exhibit, and now you're here as a wife of one of the Ramones. So this is like really well-rounded. We're getting a little yeah, bit of exactly. everything here, totally. you know. So I'm so grateful that you got my message, and it was I'm like so glad you called in, Vera. So great Actually, you called yeah. because I just walked in and I checked my messages, and I I saw your number, and um, it was perfect. I looked at the clock. I looked at the clock, and I said, "Oh, maybe I'm late." I think it was like 5:58. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but you know no. what? You had you had full time here now. You have your own program here. With oh, us. gee, great! <laughs> I did. I, I chatting with you guys. I extended the time of the show because I was hoping you would call in, and plus, Spencer oh, and I were um, jabbing really cool a little point. bit about everything <laughs> that was going on, and <laughs> we were we were talking about you know uh, the different things that are happening and. With with the exhibit, and you know what's interesting, Vera um, Scott Goldman had announced today on the show that he wasn't sure whether this exhibit was going to go somewhere next. So um, it's not, as far as we know, until they make a further announcement, right, Spence? Yeah, exactly, Holly. Yeah, exactly. I thought that it so was, that was, that was, was kind of a shock. I thought it was yeah. scheduled for like 19 or 20 cities. That's what I and thought. And they were too. adding more cities on at the yep. last time I heard and that was that was in the fall. So yep. I I haven't heard anything since then either. But you, ne- I really but you don't never know. know. I mean, I I was involved with the Who Shot Rock and Roll show which had a very big tour. It started at Brooklyn Museum, went to Annenberg Gallery in LA, and then certain people picked it Is up. Is that the one with Nick away. Rock? You know, so you know, you don't know. We don't know yet. You know, you never know. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Yeah. Is that the one with Mick Rock? Who shot rock and roll? Uh, who shot the Who shot rock and roll show is a collection of photographs, also album covers, which we had our Joan Jett cover and I had our Joan oh, Jett. Right, Jett. right. But that, but Bob Bruin, you know, Mick Rock had pieces in it, and uh, famous rock photographers galore. Um, but that did a big tour in 2009. And that even went to New Zealand, a museum in New Zealand even. So it went on for about two years, you know. But everybody thought this show was going to go on for – I spoke to Bob Gruen. This is like months ago. And he says, hey, Spence, I think this is going to go on for eight or nine years. I said, what? Well, you know what? It's still it's still May. I mean, it may go to yeah. London at some point. It may go to other cities. I think so. I think so. It's got that whole vibe. I'm sure right? they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know what I wanted to say where where, where it's going to go and what which part of you know which parts are going to go with it the traveling yeah. part so I don't know Absolutely. I haven't gotten anything back yet so nobody's contacted me so there's 
I'm sure they're still thinking about it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I wanted to say really quickly, um, our friend Keith Green, um, Vera, who dearly loves you, and I talked to him last week. Vera, um, you know, and I'm sure Vera knows, and I told this to Spencer, um, that Keith has a lot of Arturo Vega unreleased images that he's putting together for a show in, in a book. And uh, I know that um, you did a lot of work with Keith and uh, working with BD and also Arturo uh, Vega in the beginning. Well, I'm, so I'm good friends talk with about Sandra that. Shulman. And mm-hmm. um, she's, she was curating the show. Um, she was part curator of the, of the Arturo Vega show along with Jane Friedman and some other people. And um, she went to that in Tampa, I believe, uh, in the fall. And Keith was there. Uh, he's a, Keith adores you. We adore Keith. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a, right, he's a great guy. Yeah, we've been friends him. for years. He's a nice guy, very nice mm-hmm. guy. We've very been nice for a long person. time. He's a really good guy, and he's very talented. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. I love it. I I adore his work. I mean, yeah. he doesn't just photograph rock stars. He he photographs regular people, but it's he captures yep. he captures something moment you know, something always to Moments. every photograph Moments. that's so yeah so um so vivid and 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 has its own story to it. True. Yeah. You have you seen any of these images of a, of the Arturo Vega pictures yet? Um, Vera, that um, she has. I saw a couple things when I was at Sandra's house in her, and actually in her apartment down here. She lives in Florida, but I don't know if those are the ones, if they're all going to be used, or only a few of them. I don't know which ones they actually picked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know because he said he had quite a few. That's that's that's, that's iconic there itself too. There's yeah, going to be an opening a whole in New York, show. isn't there? There's going to be an opening in New York of Arturo's show, right? He, yeah, he's going to do something at um, one of the galleries in New York, and then also um, he's been talking to another gallery, but I'm getting him also um, a pos- possibly into another another gallery in New York and then also trying to get some of his things out here in California at a couple of the wineries. Like, he that's should, the big should, thing out by here. By the way, he should be in the Howell Gallery of... Well, that's where he's doing a private. That's where he's going to do a private showing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's where the house. And, and yeah. by the way, Howl. I want to make an I want to make an announcement that Judith and I have an event at the Howell Gallery May 18th. Booked of our album cover is going to be there. By the when way, when is that? May 18th. Right. Yeah, May 18th at Howell. Yeah, we Congratulations. Free. Thank you. I love that gallery. I that's love a that great gallery. gallery. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent choice. Thank you. That's yeah. an honor. Yeah, it'll be really cool. I know Keith, and Keith was like, oh, my God, I talked to the house, yeah. and they want to do something. And I couldn't remember the name of the gallery. I thought it was Toshin for some reason, but uh, it's Hal. Uh, and, um, yeah. and then there's a gallery out here that what I'm trying to do, because the thing out here in California is um, Baron Woolman and a couple other people have permanent exhibits out here in some of the wineries. So I talked to Keith That's about bringing idea. some of his things out here. Right. Um, to fit into some of the um, pop culture type that's a good idea. wineries that I think would be really good, you know? So yeah, that's that another would thing. Be great. Yep. Wouldn't it? And Vera, yeah, you need to come fantastic. out here with your book. 
and do a book signing. Do yeah. another book signing out here. I have a in lot of San books here at the house. Yeah, I I bought out a lot of the books that they had because because they're hardcover and they will never be printed again in hardcover. So I bought up as many as I could. Wow, good idea. Oh wow, you know that's amazing. Well, hey Vera, come to New York again. Yeah. Vera, we miss you in New York. Excuse me. Oh yeah. Miss you in New York. Have another signing in New York. Oh, maybe I will. You know what? Those people were nice enough to invite me, and um, if if somebody else wants me to come up, I'd be more than happy to do it. Sure. Vera, Vera, listen to me. You could do a thing at Howell Gallery. You should do a book signing at Howell Gallery. Well, we'll see. You never know. I love you. Maybe you she, maybe 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 she can piggyback on um, the well. I don't know with their Tura Vegas show. But I know I definitely want to have you out here on the West Coast. I have a couple places that yeah, um, yeah. would be really good for you. There's a couple really yeah. great places, like where Ann Rice has um, done a couple book signings and stuff. I mean, you would you would love a couple of these places that are out here. Do you know Lee signings. Joseph? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think he asked, he had asked me a while back to come out there to do a book signing. Um, mm-hmm. He has, he has something there, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. And I think that it went on for like a couple of days. I think they extended it. So you know, I mean, the people you that I worked your book, with that were, helped me worked mm-hmm. on the, on my book, um, Amy and Steve McCrory, they they lived out there and they introduced me to Lee Joseph. So I know that they were trying to book something. And then I don't know if whatever happened happened. It just never materialized. But sure, I'm, I'm you know, if it, if I can, and you know, we, the timing is good, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah, no, that would be great. That would yep. be great. So you you were working with Amy and uh, Amy and her Steve husband? McCrory. Yeah, I, I know them very well from uh, the concert. Oh, you life do. Life, so. Yeah. Yeah, they were they're, involved they're great in something people. I did with David Carradine. They're yes, okay. Yes, yeah, that'd exactly. be great. They're mm-hmm. they're a great couple and they're a pleasure to work with. I I love those two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. So we should definitely um, get something going on up here, and um, then also uh, maybe well, you know how to reach me. Ideas. So if anything comes up, you yeah, know, give, me, give me a shout, and we'll figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. That would be good. Get on the West Coast. Yeah, sure. Yeah. By coastal, baby. So we want. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, Why not? He's in Florida too. So I'll what be I was doing something is... down here in West Palm um, at the Box Gallery in the near future. Huh. Uh, I was oh, supposed nice. to do it in the fall, but my mom got sick, so I didn't do it. Oh. She had a stroke, so I had to put that mm-hmm. off. But um, I have an open invitation to do um, a book signing down here, too. And I'm looking forward to that. Good. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know what I wanted to say to you before we end our show today is that we I'm so grateful you called in and got my message. Um, mm-hmm. What are you doing for the weekend? What's everybody doing for Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, you know what? There's a place down here in North Palm Beach that um, mm-hmm. a friend of mine invited me to tomorrow to uh, to look at some. It's like you know how CBGBs used to be on Saturday afternoons. 
when they had all those uh-huh, uh-huh. young, unheard of bands, and they would go yeah, and they would that, play yeah, like right. like wow. the Circle Jerks and the Suicidal Tendencies. <laughs> um, they had a bunch of young kid bands, and there's, there's supposedly there's like these kids that have that are amazing, and um, I was invited to go down tomorrow to check check out some of these um, young bands. And I think I'm going to do that. I heard they were just right. great. I mean, unbelievable. That's great. So I'm, I'm, I like to see new talent, and I like to see what's going on with the with the younger generation. Yeah. And, and um, what about you, Spencer? Are you going to watch football? Oh, I, tomorrow I have a big day with <laughs> Judith. We're going to the Whitney Museum to see oh, the oh, nice. show, which is really cool. If anybody's in New York, you got to catch... The 80s show at the Whitney with works of Basquiat, Keith Haring, photographs by all famous photographers. It's an incredible show. So I'm going with Judith there tomorrow. It's going to be a big day. And um, nice. that's my program for the weekend, I guess. Are you a Super Bowl? F- are you a football fan? Oh, my God, yes. And I'm watching. You are. Oh, Spencer, <laughs> don't even ask Spencer that. Lately, every time I call him, I'm watching a game. I'm watching a game. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it, used be, it. it used to be baseball. <laughs> now it's football. Yeah, it's okay. football. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing what Lady Gaga's going to, how she's going to perform. I'm, I love halftime. Oh, okay. She's going and to be amazing. I don't usually watch the first half, but I'll watch the second half. Yeah. And the commercials, but you know what I watch is the Puppy Bowl. Do you watch the Puppy Bowl? Oh, I know. The Puppy Bowl. <laughs> the Puppy, the puppy Bowl. They're so cute. Don't even talk That's about dogs to me. That, that that melts my heart. Oh. I know. I, I know. You. I know you love doggies. Well, you know, <laughs> I want to... I want to wish everyone a really safe weekend. Um, I'd already said... Uh, I thought we were ending our show, but then I'm so glad you called. Um it's yeah. Friday. Please don't drink and drive. And um, please make sure you are aware of your surroundings at all times, especially now. And um, I don't know. Anything else we want to add well, to this? You guys before enjoy we... your weekend also. Oh, Have a fun, fun yeah. time. Be safe. And um, right. yep. we'll speak again soon, okay? Hey, remember, yeah, I want to leave this just... open. I want you all to remember out there that the Dee Dee King album cover is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection. It's a big thing, so I want everybody to know that. And it was an amazing cover, Spencer. And you helped out, too, so we all worked together on that. It was a big thing. Yes, we did. Bob Gruen. And Bob Bob helped. Yes, we we went and we picked all the photographs after Bob shot them and brought the ones we wanted to you, and... And, and that's happen. the story. I'll tell you, that's the story of any all the album covers I ever did in my life. I never had that concept because what happened is you sent me the photographs. I got these photographs, and they said they're all really good. They've all got to be on the cover, and that's yes, how that's and we wanted we wanted we wanted black and white and pink. Remember? Yep. Yep. And that's what makes that black, yeah, white, black and white. Ooh, right. nice. The pink <laughs> against the black and white is hot, man. Oh, I did a good job with it, and I know it was like when you were presented with all those photographs, it probably was a little overwhelming. Well, yeah, but, but the, the the thing was this: is nobody said to put all the photographs on. See, that's usually not the trick. The trick was that to pick I, one 
to pick right. one, and I said, I can't do this. See, all these photos are great, but I found a way to put them all. Bob loves the cover. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Now that's very. a great he, cover. He that adores is, this cover. You know what? It's one of my favorite covers. Me too. I love it even more than a lot of the Ramones covers. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> I love it I too. Do. Yeah, it's like really beautiful. I love it. I love that. Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. That's amazing. That's amazing. I'm so glad you called in, Vera. I mean, this like rounded out the show. It's my pleasure, always. It's such a. It's like on the on the road with the Ramones, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) With the Ramones, I know. Well, um, I wanted to say if anyone missed this again. If you want to listen to it in its entirety and you tuned in late and you didn't get to hear that we extended it, you can listen to it on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. It's a special edition of the Indie Cafe. And I want to thank you, Spencer, for being here and uh, definitely Monty and also to Scott Goldman. And I want to thank the Grammy Museum and the Queen's Museum and also Delta Airlines for um, their participation in this amazing event that they, we were able to bring to the public. And, uh, Vera, thank you so much for calling in. My pleasure, honey. My pleasure. Yeah, I love, love you. you, Vera. Okay, yeah. guys, have a good weekend. I'm going to end with We Want the Airwaves. I figure you guys yes. go. <laughs> have a great one. I know. I know. We want the airwaves. Bye, guys. That's a good record. Yeah. Here we go. Watch out. Yeah.